there's just so many different things that pop up for me, um, mainly feelings. And at the moment, it, it feels a little bit strange to... It's like I don't have a space where I can safely express those here at home. Can I get to deeper and deeper aspect of myself and my truth and what feels right for me and that's it and I'm here to witness you move through that and hold space for you to move through that and vice versa when you hear the word sisters what is it that you see we see an image of two sister girls giggling with one another as they entrust their deepest secrets to each other they have a crush on, what bothered them at school, why they are mad with their mom or dad, and what they feel insecure about. In true sisterhood, there is no judgment, no expectation. The only thing that exists is a committed, unquestioned support. Not of opinions, not of words. The support is directed towards the being. A sister doesn't doubt that her sister is worthy, magical, wonderful, and powerful. She knows that she is all that and so much more. A sister shows up and in doing so invites her sister to do the same. Welcome to the Helden Sisterhood Podcast, where we nurture, explore, navigate just that, holding ourselves and each other in the trust and integrity of sisterhood, in conversation while giving space to our and our sisters' experiences and celebrating the shift in ourselves and in you. Hi, I'm Marlene. And I'm Anna. And we are the co-hosts of this spontaneous yet intentional dialogue and healing journey of the medicine of sisterhood within all of us so that we realize how amazing I, you, and we all are. I don't quite know where to start, I think, because I notice that whenever I stop, there's just so many different things that pop up for me, um, mainly feelings. And at the moment, it, it feels a little bit strange to... It's like I don't have a space where I can safely express those here at home because mm -hmm. they, would, they would just not understand, I feel. Um, yeah, and just a huge, huge confusion around what's going on in the world like it's really I, I didn't think that it would affect me so much and it's not that I'm like like not able to do things but I noticed that it is affecting me it's like I think a lot about about it um and I've reached out actually to quite a few people that I trust deeply um to hear where they are at with it and that was actually really nice so that's my check-in it's like everything is somehow a bit confused that's where I'm at this morning I mirror that or aspects of it the way that I was able to somehow in a conversation this morning start to visualize right because I need to I'm like what is visually happening to me I feel like I am moving through different dimensions and there's like dimensions of particular feelings that are collective it doesn't mean all of the collective of the whole world but like you're just like moving into like oh my god this incredible like anger 
like is just like it comes in like a flood and I'm like oh okay oh okay I like you know watching myself not to get too stagnant in it but to move and to continue to like I'm like walking through this Mario game you know where I'm like jumping and I'm like and then I go down and then I'm like in this other and then and and at each one of them it's it's different frequencies and different vibrations and and it's overwhelming Mm-hmm. On the other hand, where I am physically, the conversation is nonstop about the situation of the world or the situation of the neighbors and the situation in our own city and, and country because it's it's um, like action, like there's a lot of action and there's a lot of identification with what's happening. That's mm. interesting. It's, it's not that like it, this is the topic for everybody, but it's just it's very blind everything like there's and i'm not saying that i'm seeing i think i'm blind as well but i'm blind in a different way yeah it's so strange it's like we have the television on non-stop here downstairs and just parents being exposed to always just one-sided messages that i'm very cautious about and then really like within me there's like i can notice it i have this desperate need this is why i'm reaching out to people for information that feels real yeah and then and then here it's there's there's no real action there's no i don't know it just all feels so empty just like there's words but there's nothing no one is i mean my parents they went yesterday to the church for peace prayer and i do appreciate that i really do and i do believe in the strength of that but it just feels so it's like i I just don't know what to do because i have the feeling no matter what i say or speak like it's it's just a drop on a hot stone because no one is going to listen here anyway i don't know it feels really really strange and this help, I just don't, this helplessness is just like, so what to do, what to do. And the, like, I don't have a home. I cannot invite people here because it's my parents' home. It just all feels very bizarre and strange. And I hate it that people are suffering. It's not that people are suffering. This is not suffering. This is pain. It's not an ego suffering. It's not a, I get it that you can meditate anything away or stuff like this, but this is pain. This is proper pain. That's not suffering. I think one of my core beliefs really is that we do have the power within us to trans transform to transmute things we have that power on the individual and also on the collective right so when i say that i'm like tapping into these different dimensions and and i know that they're like i'm like f this is this is beyond me right this is a pain like is what you're saying this pain that I'm not actually, it's not happening to me, but yet I can feel it. And I know that I I know, that's my core belief, is that I can transmute it. I do believe we all have that power to do that. And that's the that's the possibility of us as, you know, everybody has a different role, right? There's activists, there's those who are medical, on the ground, individuals there. There's those who are fighting directly. There are those who are opening up their homes. There are those who are, you know, make allowing people to pass through the borders and all of these things and as if you tap in like tapping into where am i today and what can i do i know that is one of my greatest powers and i will talk about that and i will transmute it and i will continuously preach about it's like hold space holding space for all of that pain that is mine and isn't mine and shifting it and shifting it because that is the like what i can put out like literally as energy out into the world 
that is what helps. That's what's helping me. And it's, but you know, it's like, I feel like a lot of what I was experiencing yesterday, I was like, oh my God, I feel like at the start of the pandemic, right? It's this like block here in my throat, pain in my body, as if I haven't slept for days. So how can I, what I learned from then now is different, right? It's been a few years. I have learned the vocabulary. I have learned the language of my body a lot more. And I'm speaking up for uh, up to it. Up, I'm speaking up about it. It feels really ridiculous sometimes to be talking about it, you know, with the kids. But like last night, like at the dinner table or at the supper table, I was just like, I was like, I have to admit, I right now don't feel well. Based on what is happening, I know it's impacting my body. I know that this also can be... I can help it. I, I know that I can help it. I can help my, by helping myself, I can help the outside. I was like, at 9.30 p.m., I'm going to do yoga and whoever wants to come can come and do yoga with me. Then a couple of the boys came and they did yoga with me. I just find that to not let go of our own power in the in that realm of, of fear, of desperation, of not knowing what is it that can be done. Things, things are being done all the time within us again from my from my perspective and my way of looking at it right and and, and you know I like always ask me like well what if you know right now they are taking they are taking um, our, um, individuals to come and fight from whatever country right it's not just Ukrainians if you're Polish you can um, sign up and you can go to Ukraine and you can fight and, and the boys were asking like you know it's also open to women would you go you know as a as a woman and it's like knowing what is my power a lot of the a lot of the war that is happening is is not on the physical level it is so much on the mental and like metaphysical level and the lack of like information that you're feeling that's one of the biggest things because it's all about the information right now how can we manipulate how can we you know change the change that sense of again control if we if we feel a sense of lack of control over our lives, we literally create a stress response that turns into trauma response, you know, that then turns into sickness and illness in the body. And what do we become? Helpless and powerless. Yeah, it's like I, I totally feel you on this, like, block in the throat. I, f I feel that's really where it's part of it is at and I get it and I think it's it's thank you so much it's beautiful how you are kind of like to hear how you define action because what I hear from that it's not only about the because like my my natural I would I would not pick up a weapon but I would for sure pick up people and I would I would be there and I would that that's for me the first response and I think that's when I tap into that that's just this overwhelming wave it's it's just thinking about people human beings not Ukrainians not Russians not Polish it's human beings and it's it's nice to hear that there is an in a way an action even though it's intangible that can be done and I think it what this was the reason why I reached out and asked hey can we have this conversation because it's important to have these conversations and for me that helplessness it doesn't only transfer to me not taking not being able to take 
physical action, tangible action, but it's also here in this family. It's like, it's horrifying to be here at the moment. Like my, my dad, he asked me, hey, how do you feel with the war? And I'm like, if I'm honest, dad, I'm, I'm profoundly confused and I do not believe in what the media is saying. Not one word. And I do not trust any politician at the moment. Not Putin, but also not not anybody like in the German politics. I mean, yeah, they, they tell Putin, hey, he didn't say that he, he said one day he wouldn't attack and then the next day he does attack. Well, we said one day we're not going to send weapons and now we're sending weapons. It's just the same. And there's just no, like I can speak it. I notice even right now I can speak it with so much more clarity when I'm here in this space with you than I'm in a space with my parents. And the it was a catastrophe, really. Because I think basically what my parents thought is that I am pro-Putin and that I'm saying yay to the war. And I'm like, excuse me? That is just not, it's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that I do not trust in the in the messages that are being sent out. I really do not trust. And the more I speak, this is why it's it's really, it's so much about the throat. The more conversations I have with people, it's not necessarily that I feel that I have clarity, but I do feel clearer. And I do feel more in touch again with what my truth actually is. And it's, yeah. But it is this, like, being surrounded by... And I do not know what the... What the message here for me is, is the message, Malena. I mean, I know that it's for me time to leave soon, but it's not time yet to leave. So in a way, it's like, okay, what am I asked here? And I, I don't know how to have conversations with this family because they're so biased by the mainstream media with everything, really, with everything. And I can see that in a lot of people in Germany, I feel. There's so strong biases. It's interesting that for me what comes up is presidential election in the U.S., when for the first time Trump was up for presidency. And why I say that is because that need for defining whether you're on this side or on that side creates wars. It creates wars, physical wars, as we're seeing. It creates wars in the yeah with yeah and it comes all the way down right it's all the layers it creates wars in our homes it creates wars in our communities it creates wars within ourselves i really appreciated you speaking out and saying that you needed this that you know can we have the space to to talk about this because it also felt like that's the whole thing of for us in holding space is not a holding space of all right let me hear your opinion let me hear my opinion and see where we agree and where we disagree and you know like land on a conclusion of what is true and what isn't true it's more of like can i get to deeper and deeper aspect of myself and my truth and what feels right for me and that's it and i'm here to witness you move through that and hold space for you to move through that and vice versa like that's that for me was just like right now I'm feeling I knew that it was you know I felt it when you sent the message I was like mm -hmm. I don't know how and why but yes <laughs> and then to actually hold the space here it's really important to talk and not not to talk in the sense of war you know I love what you're saying like this is bringing not and it's true and it has a very I agree it has a very similar dynamic in terms of like there is a right or a wrong the same with corona there's a right or a wrong side and it's the same with this war now there's a right or a wrong side and you better choose one and f for me yeah it's as you're saying as as we talk we can open these protection mechanisms because right or wrong is is, is a protection 
it's mm -hmm. just fear at the moment there's so much fear talking and I don't get any more and there's there's the mind again you know it's like trying to figure out it's like it feels like it I'm not saying that that is what I'm thinking or what I'm believing but what it feels like it's like there's this massive thing and I'm that small and it's it's I don't know it's like because I see the big thing I get I get like smaller and smaller versus just focusing on the next thing and on the next it's like what you're saying you know go the waves ride the waves be with it and I sometimes I get so frozen in the massiveness of this for me that feeling I have noticed comes when I feel the need that I need to do like literally do that I'm I I need to be connected you know all of a sudden I'm like it's crazy like a friend of mine from Switzerland messaged me and said hey I need your help I said, what is it? Like, I haven't talked to, I would say acquaintance rather than friend. Um, I have some friends who want to come to the border in Poland. So next thing I, you know, I'm like scrolling through all these Facebook groups and trying to figure out what's happening in Poland so that I can send him the information. I'm like, do you need me to translate? And I can feel it, right? It's like, all right, well, it's that even though I am doing, I am feeling smaller and smaller because there's so much of this, right? And so I become, I come out of my own power and something else needs to power me and have that over me. That's my that's mm -hmm. you know what I notice is is happens to me and I know that this happened to me during the pandemic I would do Marlene almost like from 7 a.m till midnight I was working literally working on trying to figure out how to get um how to get mass production and sanitizer production across sub-saharan Africa okay like literally came up with a team of like 15 people that I knew two of <laughs> everybody else was complete random strangers and that's what we were working on for like a good month and a half deeply in it 2 a.m would come and I would just cry and I just could not keep it together anymore I would cry fall asleep eventually wake up at seven continue to work right and i disconnected from my own power I actually it made me even more and more helpless yeah it's been my learning my understanding of myself that my power actually more and more is to stay connected to myself to keep coming back to that inside of me that is bigger than this situation so much bigger because it has all of the experiences all of the wisdom all the things I have brought into this planet from my past lives from my ancestors it is so much bigger than this and all and and through that, by being in that, by acknowledging that I can actually do, quote unquote, this is definitely a quote. <laughs> it makes so much sense. It's, it's quite interesting. Because even then, what I hear from you, it's not about taking the action. It's about centering first, being within you. And if an action wants to surface from there, then that is the action that needs to be taken, but not, not the one that is frantic and fearful and scared. Because as you said, those are responses. Those are also our responses to some extent. I'm seeing this here, Marlene, so much. It's right now the majority of the of Poland, majority of the nation is is trauma response. We need to act, we need to help, we need to open, we did this. For years, we have made it so complicated for your for Ukrainians to come into the country. We have made it, you know, administratively, etc., all of these things. And now you know, everything is, is possible. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I don't, you know, 
and absolutely it's you know this is the way that it should be and also it's a trauma response from what we have experienced and haven't healed based our on our wars based on what has happened within the soviet union based on the you know the 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 separation we've had over a number of generations and you know i i feel within myself as i uh, center myself there is so much the, the events that are currently happening are going to have a traumatic effect on people. And what I can do right here, right now, is to, to some extent, in my own way, in my environment, around me, in the conversations that I'm having and how I'm having them, being attentive to it, feeling my body in it, helping others maybe to feel their body into it, is to minimize to the extent that's possible that trauma, knowing it will be there anyway, but minimizing and helping us to cope with it right now, right here. And knowing that if I continue on to this work, and it's also your work, right? Through the TRE and coaching and, and, and just being attentive and, and knowledgeable in seeing trauma and seeing how we can transform trauma from within us. That's our work. It's like part of me still acts into like the doing, which is, I mean, it's it's fine and it's beautiful. We can totally do. It's not, I'm not, I'm not judging the doing. It's good, but it's like, Oh yeah, well then we could like we can create like a circle for people to just talk about this, you know, and it's like it's still and I love the idea. I do, but I just notice that my mind is still in this like what is it that I can do figuring it out. And it's amazing, right? Because that's also the 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 duality of what we are formed from, which is the feminine, the masculine, feminine being the creator, the creative, and and the masculine being the action-oriented and needing to do, right? So again, I think it's at times like this, this is why we have the practices that we have. This is why we have, you know, gone onto the journeys that we have, because these are tool sets that we have in our box that this is definitely not the time to walk away from them. It's like, what do I know about my feminine, my masculine? What is it that I need to be able to create that space for my masculine to feel like I am doing while allowing the feminine to, to be creative and to form? Incredibly, I had the last couple of days a beautiful, I don't know how I, I from one friend to another, one Instagram account to another, I stumbled upon a... Um, a beautiful woman who is a artist, a yoga teacher, a musician. Um, maybe so I mentioned it in my in my stories. Uh, who you know was just sharing what was happening in Kiev and wow, she was feeling the fear and all the anxiety and all the things throughout the day. And then next thing you know, she's like transmuted that into being like, because all of the messages started to come in from others around fear and feeling anxiousness around her safety and things like this. And she's like, hold on, my power here and the gifts that I've come to serve in this planet through this body, through this, is is to, to give those gifts to you so that you don't give in to that, that you transmute it into love and compassion and being here with me without feeling the, you know, without giving into the fear or, or moving through the fear to almost, you know, like as we think about the cycle of the seasons, right? To tra to create the compost that out of the compost can come out the the fertile ground to birth something new. I saw. It's funny because part of my mind, um, it's like I'm a little bit scared in doing that. 
because I think there there still needs to some things need to clear out because like my mind partially went into oh my god she cannot do that you know she's taking benefit from this entire situation I know that that's not where she came from I know that's where my mind is at um, but it was interesting to see and I yeah I, I think I really appreciated her and the way how she described everything. And also how she went through, like, this idea of her sharing this with the world, it came when she started coming back to her center and coming back to her practice. That's that's really what I heard. A part of our safety mechanisms is to label this as, you know, is that right or is that wrong? Is she benefiting? Is she not benefiting, right? And and looking into those those aspects of ourselves as to how come that is, right, for you and, and also... For individuals, how do we cope with these things? In one way, it's coping. I'm getting online. I'm talking about it. I'm opening up that voice. Right? It allows me to speak. It allows me to speak of what's happening within me and around me. And yet, how do we not become... Like, it's just such a fine line where it doesn't become toxic, where it doesn't become yet another way of feeding into, into the like duality of the situations, the polarities that are there. Um and, I, and, and then it just keeps continuously comes back to that's why we have to center because when we center, we can filter. When we center, we can see through the truth, right? We can. That's really what I was about to say as well. It's like it, come, it depends from like where does it come from and you. It's um, another thing that comes up. It's this really mm, fine line. It's at the edge of where we we want to be the saviors, um, right? Where, where those, those, those actions, um, come from the compassion towards the other being versus the, I need to save you because you can't take care of yourself. And of course, fuck, I'm talking about like people being killed, right? Like, yes, there is a need to like stop that, but also, how do I like I mean for me it's still incredible to think about that people that people can kill somebody that a human being can kill another human being I can't wrap my I can't wrap my head around that and knowing that we that there's that there is a huge numbing that takes place for that to happen so this is not what I wanted to say but I just had this like (laughs) um just this flash of you know um the images and things that I've been seeing the last few days, wanting to be in it with particularly the boys here, the teens, right? They, um, there's some sort of aliveness in them, you know, to be able to look at these images, to see the reality of what is happening on the ground or reality, all right? Um, and, and yet underneath it feel that fear of, oh my goodness, I'm a young man, oh my goodness, if there is a war, what does that mean? Am I going into this war? And that question of like, what, I, you know, and it's like, and it's these, these paradoxes of like, well, of course, but then we need to protect. And so we would kill, but would we kill? Because are we capable of killing? And that like numbingness to it almost, I feel like I'm witnessing it in some way happening already, right? Because that's why, so they're fueling each other and themselves with these images and that's the crazy thing right now, actually. That makes me think of what you said also about what's happening in your home and having that TV on all the time and the 
and the numbing that is created. It's just, there, there's so many, I love, I, I sincerely, I'm so grateful for this conversation because it's true. You, like, this, this numbing that happened, I mean, in a very bizarre way, this just made me see how connected beings actually are because that intense numbing as you were saying you know it's it's mirrored right now even though we don't see or we are not physically there the numbing is happening it, it's very bizarrely just to me somehow it's, it's a little bit of a proof of interconnection we might not experience what the people in ukraine and russia and on the borders and around experience but it's happening either way here It's so funny because throughout this entire conversation, I even noticed there was so much heaviness in me at this moment with this and so much. I find it interesting to observe myself as I am talking here because I don't think that I that we've ever had a recording where I was so silent <laughs> in a way and so like withdrawn because I can really feel it. It's like, wow, it's, it's so important what you're saying, Marlene, what you're noticing, right? Because that like that's the that's your key somehow to un unlocking that and coming back within and 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 witness like witnessing fully what the hell is going on in that body and it's okay to not also so that we don't judge i'm supposed to feel like this i'm supposed to feel like that because then again we're taking sides right Because our feelings become the sides <laughs> i should be feeling like this i shouldn't be feeling like that we don't do justice to ourselves no to no nor to to the others if we don't actually acknowledge what's happening within us yeah because then we're numbing it we're degrading it we're making it based on numbers right again then we start then it's all about the numbers that and that many people have died that and that many you know missiles have been shot and it's all just numbers and it becomes we did this with the pandemic the same One very strong story that happens, especially around politics. Funnily enough, with with Corona, it wasn't as strong because for me, for me that was so clear because I could feel into my body. Meaning, I I could I could let you know the truth is in the body with Corona. It's it's all about like taking care of the body, nourishing the body, being in the body. It's like supporting the body everything it was just it, and it's my body so I could access that so I could know what's right or wrong for me without blaming or shaming it or saying one thing is better than the other for everyone but just knowing okay what is my truth with corona it was so easy to just feel into my body and say this is my truth because it was about the body now we have this year and it, it feel I, I noticed that the story that really gets activated is I need to be a good person. I need to be someone that does the the good thing. And I'm like, wow. And I, I've had that with other stories before too, like with Trump, but also with, um, I don't know why that comes up for me now, but it's it, it was that with Black Lives Matters. It was so this like, I, I need to say the good thing. And I think that's so just describing this dynamic of wrong, right, And this is also, I mean, partly this part that reached out to everybody recently just to hear things. It was for sure my centered wisdom and truth as well to want to have these conversations. 
because I learned through that shared experience often. But it was for sure also from that point of, oh, I need to know where the others are at so that I know what the right side is to choose. And it's like, it's so interesting because with every single message and with our conversation, it's kind of like the integration of that. Every single message that I have received, I could really feel, no, that doesn't feel, I'm not going to say right, but it didn't feel true to me. It's like, this doesn't feel right, or this doesn't feel true, this doesn't feel true. That, that, though, like there was that, oh, so interesting. So compare this message compared to the first message, this is what feels true, and this is what doesn't. And it was so interesting to just hear that. And for me, what comes again and again as true is there is no such thing as sides. There is no such thing as sides. And that's really where it's at for me. It's like it's coming again and again, and it just hurts so many funny things right now one being like I never used to like I get it now I get the collective healing stuff I really get it and I thought always like yeah I don't have that I don't feel that oh man this hurts yeah the any the other funny thing is that I've been yesterday night it started bubbling up and this morning even stronger my mom when we were younger and used to fight as kids she always would tell me. Well, literally translated is there's always two people belong into an argument. I'm trying to describe it because I was the one who was like, Mom, did that, and he or she was like, just like, did that, and it's like, hurt me, and and then she was like, Marina, there's always two people that form part of an argument. And that, that doesn't mean that there's two sides. But that does mean that there's always different understandings, different points of view that are both equally true. And it just touches me because this this sentence, it just keeps on popping up because I'm seeing my parents and my mom, obviously, who's been saying this to me when I was young. And of course, like her, I, I guess it came from a different place. It came from this place, like, don't start. But it's just so interesting for me to to observe my parents now who've taught me this just being so right or wrong sided and it's like for me this war it does feel like I said that yesterday to a friend it nearly feels like and I truly believe this war is childhood wounds being acted out childhood wounds that haven't been looked at that are acting out now and this is why this is so painful too it's not just the physical outer pain it's a deep like childhood and and generation right it's like and we're cyclical beings so all we're doing is we're trying to manage the past we're trying to manage the, the present with the past right? like because what's happening is a repetition that will that has a very similar effect than therefore right more trauma more children that are left without parents more women who are left without husbands more deprivation of economical physical mental capacity right and we're just repeating it it's so interesting when you shared about your mom's kind of mantra to you um it's something that that really baffles me about my parents and maybe more of their generation is is there's been so much wisdom that's been passed on and yet it had this addict anecdote that says that's true but not for them that's true, but not in those circumstances. That's true, 
but not for, you know, not for you or not like, but I feel that those buts kind of came from their traumas. It came from like the experiences that were protect, like the, the protections in some ways. Yeah, no, I, I totally see that. It's like, and it's so interesting because I mean, obviously here in Germany, but also in, I believe also in other parts of the world, but especially here in Germany, I do feel it's kind of like as a German, what's happening now is naturally bringing reflections from the past back. It does. And I think it's like I've spoken plenty of times with my parents. There is a fear of taking the wrong choice. You know, there there is such a huge fear with that. Yeah. And of it's like I know my dad, he's been saying this to me, you know, because when we were in school talking about the Second World War, I I found it just so unbelievable really what had happened. And like there are so many people and I appreciate that my dad has taught me this because I think this is really what's now it's like so mirrored back to me. It's like he was saying, Malena, never say that you would never fall into believing the lies that are out there. Because like he was so cautious, like, please, because and I remember when I was young, I, w I would say, it's like, I would never do this. How can someone ever do this? I would never. And then we were talking about the role of propaganda back then too, you know, and how they really brainwashed so many people, even kids, you know, that then were used in their honesty and in their innocence to to get information out of them. And so just really having the statement of my dad, never say never. You do not know if you are in certain circumstances what you would believe or not. And this is truly, in a way, what I feel is happening now. And that's also what I felt the other day when we, when I had this, when my dad asked me, how do you feel about the war? And I tried to express it and uh, like there was no, there was only room for one view. And it was nearly like, yeah, you do, you inform yourself, but you will come to the same conclusion anyways. And I'm like, no, I'm not, Dad. I won't. And it's it's just fa so fascinating in a way that he's been telling this. And this has been something I, I'm never going to forget the sentence of his. And I'm so, so grateful for that because in a way it makes me be so aware of I'm not going to choose a side because I know what is what that has done in the past. And that is nothing about me deciding or having building an opinion because that's also the thing. It's like my dad says, you got to build your opinion. You got to build your opinion. And I'm like, but that's not it. This is not this is not what this is about. And it's just so I really feel like we need to build pathways to our heart. That's what we need to do. Cuz you say it's opinion or or not opinion right or wrong, one side or the other, whichever way most of the time means cutting off from the, from within us. It's blinding. I just had this bizarre thought, and I'm not sure how I feel about it just yet, but in a way, it's like this, what does it take for humanity to wake up? And that's so sad because I, I include myself into this, you know. I'm making so many realizations now throughout this conversation where I'm like, it took this, And that's not, not somehow like blaming or so myself or because um, I also don't believe in that. But it's just like realizing, oh my God, what does it take to wake us up? I feel like there's that missing piece to even realize that we are asleep. And that sleep is our numbness. It disconnects. And yet it comes back. We like feel and 
and transmute into us and we while the work is in I. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, and also to not, because that's, that's something I think I can easily fall into that pattern of like, yeah, it's, it's my work to transmute anything that happens within me and I'm trusting that that, that, that is going to affect, because I can see the other way around, so it will affect. So that's, that's totally a heartfelt yes to that. And I know that I sometimes can use that to hide and not to speak especially and not to voice and I I know that that's been happening in the past with other topics because I'm scared of if I say if I speak my truth then I'll be punished in a way <laughs> I'll be I'll be met with anger outcasted burnt and I feel like that 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 feeling is so like near like it's so like there at the like surface of our of our womb you know like for us as women that it's like even like subconsciously it's just like somehow we're gonna get burnt on the stake i want to say that what you're i want to share that with what you're saying is is a it's like a really recent realization because i'm doing the this trauma informed collective course and we have a lot of like reading around trauma and and yes a lot of it is kind of feeds exactly that into that personal interpersonal healing and one that i have realized i have been um avoiding because it's less comfortable is this like it's a social work it's also like if we we can do all the healing all the coaching all of the yoga (laughs) retreats and (laughs) and gatherings of sisterhood if we don't actually, if if those ways that we work together continue to perpetuate the systems that have in the first place created that trauma and continue to like, you know, inject into it, then we're not going to heal. We're not going to make a, that, that massive shift. And this is where it's also taking the responsibility that we play in the whole. What are we supporting? What am I not supporting? What continues to be a supportive mechanism for both the capitalistic and (laughs) and patriarchal systems right that we live in i don't have answers that's just been my recent realization (laughs) um but the realization was that you know there was a point in my life where i was on that far side of like that was only the work i was doing was the social work and i wasn't doing my inner healing then i went the drastic other <laughs> where i'm like all right now it's time for my inner healing and now it's like all right these two these two worlds need to merge they really i think that's actually a beautiful way to to say it they need to merge so that what comes up for me as you were sharing this was this like yeah and this like social work that we're putting out there it cannot come not that that's not allowed triggers are always there's always space for triggers but it cannot come from the wound. And so, because I noticed myself oftentimes, like even in that conversation that I had with my parents, my wound was activated. And that's how I, why I couldn't speak properly in a way that I felt understood. It's like, seriously, I think my mom afterwards thought that I'm like a, I don't know who, but yeah, because I couldn't properly speak it because I was immediately in that pattern of, I was, I was defending. I was completely in like full-on survival mechanism there from there it's not gonna happen so I guess the it's like for me in a way what I would love to learn and I I would love for that learning to come rather sooner than later 
but it will just take the time that it needs. Um, but for me to know how to speak my truth, especially in circumstances like the ones that are happening now, in a way that I it doesn't come from activation and protection. And not mechanisms and things. I guess I'm sharing this regarding, you know, speaking our voice and holding true to our voice because this is also a piece that connects to our womb it connects to the feminine it connects to the fact that we've been taken away our voices and our and our and our bodies are our bodies are a component of the war are a way that we have been what is it used to manipulate to to disown right to so you literally rape women so that they will give birth to children that are of the scent of those who are fighting and who are coming in to take over, right? So there is so much in our bodies that is holding that. And I think, I feel also knowing, you know, that there literally is a neurobiological connection with our throat to our womb. It is so important that we speak. It's actually, it, it just made me think how, because um, it is true, it's like what you're saying, yes, we all are on our journeys, but that doesn't mean, because there is a part of me, reframing, or restarting this, there's a part of me that is kind of like just saying, but Marina, when are you going to be ready? You know, it's like, you cannot always hide, it's like you have to, and so there's this pusher, because of, of that fear, you know, where's the world going to be if... Imagine every single person would have that block. And so no one would speak up properly. And so, of course, there is this like urgency a little bit in me. And I know that that's, it's beautiful. And what it wants me is, is, is to actually look at that. And it's what you're saying, you know, it's true. It's like, yes, if you are, if you have blocks, there are ways to, to trans, transform those. And really just working, I really have the feeling it's nearly like now is the time where we get to work with all our tools to support us in transforming any block that we might experience so that we can be and speak and express and share our true, true self versus one that is hiding. Because, yeah, I'm, I know that I'm hiding. Yeah, so working on the blocks and it, it nearly made me think how coming back to this held being held in sisterhood how important it is to create spaces for people to transform blocks it's like i ha i can still notice there's there's this activism <laughs> oh we gotta create a workshop <laughs> it's true right we we also want to create things for others based on the things that we need and so it is beautiful that that kind of taps right back in there um i also want to in, invite you and and hold the space for it that right now if you feel called to it or in our next conversation to see what is it that can that can help you move through it what is what what can this space what can I personally energize to defuse that block <laughs> like I almost want to be like how do we take the air out of that <laughs> I think it's in a way it's beautifully happening because like me looking for these kind of conversations that wouldn't have happened even one or two years ago. So now, well, two years ago, now I'm having these conversations. I can see already, okay, I can have more of these conversations. 
you know, and just talk with people because that is, in a way, that expression of truth. It doesn't have to be always via social media or something like this and offering these spaces. Yeah, and maybe also to, to kind of like, I'm seeing now how much this conversation does for my nervous system. It's like it's calming it so much down. It's like it's nearly like I've shared what my truth was and I wasn't punished, burned or outcasted. But I was listened to and I was held in that no matter what my truth was. And that on its own is like now thinking about the, the for instance, a conversation with my parents. I don't know if I would consciously seek that out and say, hey, guys, let's talk. But I do know that if they ask me again, I will share and I will find in a way my way of expressing it so that it feels good to me because the last time it just didn't feel good it's interesting to see that already unfolding and then let's see if it's going to happen and looking into some of the elements that we we really bring into this space right what does safety mean like what does safety mean to me what is it that each conversation needs to hold because that is me as a human being in my experiences this is what I require right to to be heard to be felt like I I am being listened to that my you know my safety my belonging my dignity are not stripped away from me because I step into a conversation where I may or may not have different opinions it's actually it most of the time it actually doesn't even matter because we tend to form an opinion about what you're going to have an opinion about before you even say a word <laughs> having those conversations before we have having conversations about conversations before we have conversations <laughs> it's it may it just it just makes me really realize how important what we're doing is that is and it makes me it's so funny because last week you were like the one that said but i need a launch date and now i'm like i'm not necessarily that i say i need a launch date you know because i know that there's a website but i'm like oh my god but we need to do like we need to do things like even this what we recorded today it's like it needs to get out <laughs> or even like even heavy creating physical not physical, but like spaces where people can come and have this space and be held. I agree with you. And I, I have, okay, so now my doer is like, and this conversation is so like timely right now, right? I'm not saying that timely in the sense of like pressure of timely, but it's just like, it's so present in the moment. And I'm, this conversation may end, but it doesn't close. And what I, feel is, is the importance of being present in what is present right here, right now, without, without the attachment of what was and what can be. The conversation that we've, we've had comes to, to an end. However, we continue to feel, we continue to reflect, we continue to be part of both our individual and our collective journeys. And and as we've mentioned throughout the conversation, while Marlena and I believe uh, that it's not about choosing sides, but really about connecting to your heart and, and paving the paths to your heart, I want to invite you, wherever you may be, if you can take a moment to find a comfortable position that position can be sitting down or laying down whatever it may be allow that there is a surface that supports your body that supports the weight of your body and as you 
come into that position. Give yourself a little check-in whether anything needs adjusting, whether your head needs a pillow, whether your back needs a pillow, whether your hands feel better at your heart or at your navel, wherever they may be, may you just allow yourself to place them there and begin to feel, feel, feel your body, the weight of your body. Maybe be, begin to feel also your breath. I invite you to take notice, take notice of those little yet such big references to letting you know that your body is and you are within it and it is holding all of that which we had just spoken about, which is happening within us, which is happening outside of us, which is which does have an impact, which does have its lingering effects in us, and that is okay. It is okay. And as you your breath slows down a little bit, maybe your heartbeat as well. Mine's not. Mine's pretty, pretty fast racing here because it's it's excited to to share with you this path or the many paths, or rather the guidance to acknowledging and seeing and feeling into the paths from within you that guide you to your heart. I imagine, and I invite you to imagine your the outline of your full body. Maybe start with literally taking your closed eyes through a outline of your body, starting from the top of your head, outlining the side of your head, down your shoulders to your arm, every little fingertip, outlining as if you were drawing your body. Under your armpit, down the side, across your hip, down your upper leg, your lower leg, your feet, every little toe, and around back up from your inner thighs, around your coin area and the inner part of your other leg, down towards the inside of your foot. Again, one little toe after the other, outlining your body. Going up again, up your leg, up your inner, up your upper part of the leg, your hip area. your chest area, under your armpit, your hand, arm from one side, your hand, your fingers, up again around your elbow, 
your shoulder, your neck, and the outside of your head, landing at the top of your head, at your crown chakra. And I invite you to move inwards. Move inwards as a web of light. Imagine what that color of that light looks and feels like for you. Be it gold, be white, being pink, fluorescent, whatever it may be, let it lead you inside of your body. As you come in through your head, through the beautiful line of down to your root chakra, notice that there are many of these lines that are interconnecting. They're interconnecting from your eyes, from your throat. They seem to fill up most of your body and making this beautiful web of golden, white, fluorescent light. Somehow they all, though, seem to meet at one point. And as you travel through one and the other, maybe noticing the one that's around your throat, around around your chest, moving, moving down. Oh, I notice one around my shoulder that leads me to my to my arm and my fingers. I travel back up. I notice the one on the other side. They seem to split into many other paths. Imagine that this fluorescent light is is a path that you're traveling. You're traveling inside of your body and the light itself uh, gets brighter gets brighter and as you move towards that light you come to the center the center of your chest I invite you to Put one of your hands on your heart if it isn't there already. And witness not only that light from the vision within you, but notice it under your hand. Notice it under that outline that we've made of the body. There is a beating, warm, bright heart your heart, your heart that beats to its own rhythm. And all of those paths that are within your physical body lead back to this heart. And like a river in some way, that light is both moving towards the heart and away from the heart making it possible for your body to maneuver, for your feelings to maneuver and to flow through you. And at the core of your heart is that beat, that beat of your truth based on what the rest of your body has experienced, what your body knows that your mind may have at times a 
hard time comprehending. Your body, who, which has come to, to be your temple in this physical form, in this life, uh, holds imprints of, of what you know from the past and what you know about the future and what you know about here and now. Feel into that center, your heart. Visualize it. Keep that, keep that vision within you, that temperature, that color, and those paths leading outside. Knowing that those, there are many paths within you that can lead you right back there. If one is blocked or too thin, you can always try another, but remember that that is within you. And so when it comes to being present and, and maneuvering to a place where you feel centered, remember to come back to that center which is not stagnant, which is not numb. It is beating, it is warm, it is fueling in many ways like a, like a river, all of these streams inside of you, these little paths. And it's also receiving, giving and receiving. Letting yourself breathe into that. I invite you to slowly maybe move uh, through those through those rivers, those paths uh, from your heart to through your arms and into your fingers and and see how that that beating of the heart moves your fingers and begin to move them maybe now move towards your toes down your legs and into your toes and move the feet of your body. If you feel called to it, begin to move other parts of your body where you really feel those paths and that fluid being you. Whenever you're ready, take a take whatever came from this uh, visualization and savor it. Remember, you can always come back to it. I invite you to open up your your eyes, uh, come back into the space where you are, feel into what's surrounding you. What is it that you see? And align whether you can continue to see that light inside of you, your heart, and all those paths that lead you to it. Thank you. Held in Sisterhood is held and supported by women like you across the world who have shaped us, informed us, witnessed us, and loved us. 
Our theme music is a song composed and provided by Isla Schaffer that speaks to unlocking the power of sisterhood. And our beautiful artwork and podcast cover is created by Martha Schaffery. Held in Sisterhood is a self-sustained project created by Marlene Zinta and Anna Kopac, who are dedicated to supporting, advocating, and witnessing the transformative power of sisterhood in female relations, family, community, and workplaces. If you like the episode, like or write a review on your preferred podcast platform. Or if you know of a sister or brother who'd benefit from this episode or others, please share it with them. It will mean the world to us to spread the love and healing that comes with embodying being held in sisterhood. Stay connected with us. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Comment and share your takeaways with us by using our hashtag held in sisterhood or tagging our individual Instagram profiles. Thank you for holding space for us and being in the space with us. Until next time, sister and brother.